and Cajun 102.7 FM. Juice! Juice, please! Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It's always good to start off the show by shooshing everybody. That's exactly what just happened here in play-by-play. Casey Jisclay here. Hope you guys are fresh off of a wonderful weekend or starting your weeks off in stride. I know we're having a good start to the week over here. Just finished building the newspaper out in Raceland. Came down this away. And we've got 90 minutes of fun radio coming your way. Mondays fly by for me, man. Just from one place to the next, to the next, to the next. And in this next 90 minutes, we've got Brian Kiley at 11.45 who will be joining us to talk about um, whatever it is that we're going to get into. We're going to talk some high school basketball, LSU, college football playoff, Alabama, whatever it is that Coach feels like delving, whatever you know set of weeds Coach feels like delving into, we'll dive deep into them and we will chat with Coach Kiley in the next segment. Then I've got LSU Reactions. I'll let you know why I thought at times the Tigers actually fared very well against Georgia despite coming up on the losing end of the game out in Atlanta. I'll give you guys a rundown of my thoughts of the college football playoff. Deion Sanders is going to Colorado. We've also got to talk about the uh, Saints tonight. They will be taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks in a big NFC South matchup. We've got W's and L's, and we've got just about everything in between. We've got a whole lot to talk about today here on the show. But first... I'm going to have to let you guys know who's going to the Dome. We've got our state championship matchups that have been set. Uh, We'll talk a little bit of high school football and then a little bit of high school basketball here at the open of the show. In Division I, non-select, the Destrahan Wildcats are going to the Dome again. They get a 21-6 win over Westgate. They punch their ticket where they'll face the number one team in the state, the Ruston team that is coming in hot after a 37-22 victory over Zachary. So it's Ruston and it's Destrahan, and that should be a heavyweight fight of two teams that are playing super football coming into that game. Can't wait to see how that one shakes out. That one will be played on, let's see, is that Friday night? December the 9th. When is December the 9th? Let's check the old Google calendar here. December the 9th is Friday night at 7 o'clock in the Dome. We've got the Division One non-select championship game. Division two non-select. We have North DeSoto, coached by Dennis Dunn, the longtime Evangel coach. He punches his ticket to the Dome with a 38-9 victory over Iowa. That was a blowout win over Iowa. The number one seed goes down hard. They're now going to take on Lutcher, the number six, uh, number six seed, a team in our local district. Lutcher moves on to the championship after a 35-21 win over West Feliciana. Lutcher ran their quarterback, Dwayne Winfield. 40-plus times on Friday for 200-plus yards. Winfield was a Hercules on Friday. Now he's got an extra day of rest because they play their championship game on Saturday at noon. North DeSoto against Lutcher in the Division II non-select state championship. Division Three non-select. We had a semi-local team there, but they're no longer there. Manet, the number one seed, defeats St. James 32-13. St. James goes out after a terrific season. Manet will now take on Union Parish, who defeated a meet 28-8 in the other semifinal game. So we've got Manet versus Union Parish, a one-versus-three matchup 
There are some heavy hitters in that one. Union Parish's Trey Holly, the LSU commitment, all-time leading rusher in the state of Louisiana, more than 10,000 yards rushing. That'll be a fun one there. Division four non-select. Oak Grove, the number eight seed in the state. They defeat Haynesville 48-7. to They'll now take on Homer, who defeated Mangum 38-28. to So you got Oak Grove <coughs> excuse me, versus Homer and be taking on one another in the championship game in Division Four non-select. And of course, for those of you who are just familiarizing yourself with the way this works now, non-select means public schools virtually. Select means private schools, just for our purposes here. Division One select. Karen Crow goes down. They were the number eight seed, and Brother Martin blasted them 55 to 24. Brother Martin punches a ticket to the state championship game on Saturday night. Well, they'll take on John Curtis. John Curtis defeated Catholic of Baton Rouge in a thing that matchup that I think a lot of folks thought was an upset. Curtis beats Catholic 24 to 21. They go on the road and get the win. Division two select. We had the EDY Cardinals unfortunately have their season ended. They go down 38 to 7 against St. Thomas Moore. St. Thomas Moore will now take on district rival Lafayette Christian, who defeated Turlings Catholic 68 to 46. 68 to 46. That's a basketball score in a football game. We get the win there for Lafayette Christian going over Turlings. So it's a district rematch of two teams that faced earlier in the year. Uh, St. Thomas Moore got the better of them in that matchup, but it's going to be a tough chore to beat them twice. Division three select. You had Dunham getting an upset. And I, I they had the better seed, and I still think this is an upset. Dunham gets a 35 to 28 win over University Lab, a University Lab team that had blown out uh, Arch Manning and Newman the week before. Dunham moves to the championship, although faced St. Charles Catholic. St. Charles beats Notre Dame 17 to 10 in just a defensive battle. I said this Saturday on the Sports Corner. St. Charles and Notre Dame face one another in the playoffs every year. Every year. It's crazy how that rivalry has evolved. They face one another in the postseason every year. And the latest chapter was a thriller. Division four select, you got Vermilion Catholic, number one seed. They get a 41-7 win over St. Martin's Episcopal. They'll now take on Wachita Christian, the three seed, who defeated Ascension Catholic 42-14. So you got Vermilion Catholic, the one seed, Wachita Christian, the three seed, and those teams will lock horns in the dome. So congratulations to the 16 teams that are left standing, and I hope we see some good football in the Superdome over the next couple of days. Now, <laughs> let's go to the local high school scoreboard for basketball. Friday night, we had some interesting results around the state, including a game that you were able to hear right here, which was South Lafouche falling 65-50 to against Patterson. Um, I think Patterson, man-for-man, man, talent, you know, locker room versus locker room, has more talent than South Lafouche. South Lafouche had the best player in the game, but I think Patterson had a deeper roster, and, you know, they did the things that they needed to do to win. Now, here's where I think that the Tarpons are going to have to um, manage some things. They're turning over the ball too much, like entirely too much. Against pressure, they're turning it over. And now, because of the turnovers against pressure, even becoming a little gun-shy and a little trigger-happy, even when there's not pressure, there's becoming some unforced turnovers, which... Just can't happen. And 
the story going into the season was that the Tarpons had, oh, four, five, six guys who could go, but it wasn't a very deep roster. So Coach Brody's a little leery to heavily use his bench, and I understand that. If you're playing the five or six that you think give you the best chance to win, more power to you. I, I completely get that. But along the same token is it's hard to justify making the same mistakes with the same people over and over and over again. So I think that in the coming games, they're going to have to expand their rotation. They're going to have to play more guys, throw some stuff at the wall, see if it sticks. And I think they're going to need to be more open and willing to playing younger guys, even freshman players, if need be, to try to fix some of these mistakes that are happening uh, with the turnover issues. Because I could tell you right now, I could think of a handful of guys who are playing freshman ball right now who I think can contribute to the varsity team. Physically, will they be ready? Will they be stronger than the senior players that they'll be facing? No. But just in terms of basketball IQ, just in terms of understanding the game, in terms of understanding your offense, getting the ball where it needs to go, in terms of being willing to run through a brick wall, I think there are some freshman players in that program who could contribute. So I think in the next couple of days and weeks ahead, I think we're going to start to see some of that, and they're going to start letting those kids play junior varsity and they maybe even play varsity because, look, they may come in, may not be altogether ready, and they may turn it over and make some of the mistakes too. But at least it gives you options at that point, right? At least it gives you options. So I think that that's one thing that I'll be looking to see is we've got another district matchup tomorrow. You'll be able to hear in Kaylee The Tarpons will be taking on Jesuit. That'll be a big challenge. Jesuit's really good. And I think as the Tarpons approach the meat of their schedule where we're approaching district play, they're going to have to figure out a way to try to build some of that depth because you can't just keep falling on the same sword over and over and over again if you want to survive in the very brutal Division I non-select classification for basketball. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Coach Brian Colley, South Lafouche High School uh, Athletic Director. We'll chat with him about tarpon basketball. We'll also chat with him about all the madness that we saw in the football gridiron this past weekend. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Want a freezy, easy-go gas golf cart? Golden Motors will be giving away a brand-new golf cart to anyone who buys a new or pre-owned vehicle during the months of November 1st through January 31st. Buy your next new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collection of Silverados, Equinox, Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cutoff, call 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. 
We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 Dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. I had the privilege and honor of watching a lot of the college football games this past weekend in the company of the guy that we're going to have on the phone line right now, Coach Brian Colley. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Doing well. How about yourself? Doing fine, buddy. Uh, let's start with some high school basketball, and then we'll dive a little bit deeper into the you know the college and pro stuff in a second. Um, you and I called the Tarpons game with against Patterson with Taylor Griffin on Friday. Um, and I was just saying in the first segment of the show is that South Lafourche has got to figure some things out because they're just turning over the ball too much, um, turning over the ball too much. And, you know, there are some numbers out there with the, you know, turning it over 40, 50% of your possessions or whatever it may be. That's just not going to work. You know, you've got a great, um, system and a great offense, but they're struggling to get into it, struggling to run it. And I'm sure a big point of emphasis this week for coach Brody and his staff are going to be man, we've got to value the basketball because Patterson just got too many transition points off of turnovers and uh, the Tarpons were not able to get into a consistent offensive rhythm. Yeah, I think they ended up the game with like 28 turnovers. That's uh, that's way too much. Like Coach Brody was, was talking earlier too, it was about uh, light ball turnovers where you give your opponent the chance to go down and shoot a layup on you in transition. And uh, Patterson took advantage of that. I think Patterson had a, a, a decent inside game. 
that uh, kind of gave the Tarpons a little bit of problems, and especially when the Tarpons went in foul trouble uh, late in the game, uh, you know, to keep you guys in the game, they had to pretty much stop playing defense on the inside because they were scared to pick up that fifth foul, and then Patterson took advantage of it and extended the lead, even though they were making – they were still – Patterson was still trying to play an up-tempo game with a lead late in the fourth quarter and still giving the Tarpons a shot to get back in it. But it was just a little bit too much Patterson in that second half. Yeah, no doubt. Um, how, you know, should the Tarpons approach defending, you know, without getting into that foul trouble? Because it's not an overly deep team. They need the guys that are, you know, the key contributors to be out there on the floor, got into some early foul trouble, and then, as you said, they had to kind of peel back defensively because they didn't want to foul out. How do you make sure that you're, you know, maybe playing that cleaner defense and are not getting into those problems? Well, I, I think the coaching staff uh, for the Tarpons is doing a good job of changing defenses a little bit uh, during the course of the game, not always staying in one defense and getting to a zone defense when they could to try and, you know, uh, Make sure you guys don't commit those fouls. But I think early on, and we talked about it in the broadcast, is not commit the early cheap fouls that would get you in trouble late in the game. And and I think slowing the game down a little bit will help them out if they can get, you know, slightly longer possessions on offense. But the problem is, you know, even though it's a lot of times if they break pressure, they turn it over. But sometimes when they cross midcourt, they're still getting in the front court, still turning the ball over. Facing Jesuit uh, tomorrow, that's going to be no easy chore there. Facing a very quality opponent, a very disciplined and very fundamentally sound opponent. It's going to be a big test and, heck, a big week for the Tarpons, but then you got Shaw right after that. Yeah, it's uh, it's two tough games coming up, but I think in the first one against Jesuit, Jesuit, uh, if you don't let them get in their offense and in their rhythm, in a, in their rhythm they're scoring some games – uh, 39, 40 points a game, uh, low 50s. Uh, I think one game against Bourgeois, they might have had 80-something. But I know Bourgeois wants to play like an up-tempo, so uh, you know, it, it might have led right into what Jesuit wanted to do. But uh, if they can slow the tempo down just a little bit and try and keep the game in the 40s or 50s. And I think if they do that this year, a lot of times you can see Tarpons have success because, I mean, B.J. can drop 30 just about any game, it seems like, so far. So, if he can, you know, almost, you know, you know he's going to get his 30 points. Well, uh, the game's in the 40s or low 50s, and uh, it serves them much better off in the end of that game. Let's talk about the college football on Saturday. Let's start with LSU. Watch that game uh, with uh, you and some friends. And, look, LSU got it put on them. There's, there's no doubt in that. You lose by 20, 50 to 30. Uh, but I was extremely impressed with the unwillingness to tap out. There were opportunities there. You're down 35 to 10 at half. Georgia's getting the ball to start the second half, and like everybody's just thinking, okay, this would be 56 to 10. Nope, they fought back. You know, they get a stop, and you know they had the ball. Even had a chance to make it a one possession game again on the goal line. Got stopped on a fourth and one. LSU competed, and Brian Kelly said openly after the game to his team in the locker room, as a video posted on social media, he said, hey. We kind of knew we were undermanned, but the challenge today was to play a full 60 minutes, and we did. And he told his guys, next time we're here, we're going to be more ready, and we're going to have this experience to grow on. It was cool to see a team in today's day and age where everybody wants to give up immediately. It was cool to see a team just run through the tape, know they were going to finish second, but still play hard. 
Yeah, one thing, uh, they did not quit. They played hard the entire game. And, uh, you know, we spoke about it and we kind of joked after the game. And we looked at you and said, oh, yeah, the, the Tigers played hard. Well, we know what that means. <laughs> right. A lot of times uh, when coaches tell your team, man, y'all played hard, you're probably coming away with a defeat. But they did. They competed. And it's not just playing hard. They, they competed, you know, against one of the top teams uh, in the country. And I think it served their program well with uh, good things to happen. And I think they're going to carry it. Even though it's a month or so away, I think they're going to carry the way they played in this game, the, the, the will that they had, not giving up into that bowl game. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that they'll be favored to beat Purdue, and I think that they're not going to have a lot of guys opt out, and I think that they're going to be ready to roll. Tell me about Tulane, man. Tulane gets the win in the American Athletic Conference Championship game, and now they're going on to the Cotton Bowl taking on USC. That's a challenging matchup, man. I don't know if USC is going to have their quarterback or not have their quarterback, but either way, that's going to be a Lincoln-Riley offense and some explosive playmakers. That'll be a fun matchup there watching the Tulane Green Wave go against one of the most prominent football programs in the entire country. Yeah, the Tulane game was a little bit you know, different from the LSU game and that LSU was trying to come and catch up and Tulane was trying to hold on to their lead. And when it came through on a three-point game, I believe in that fourth quarter, Tulane didn't uh, – they didn't fall down. You know, they didn't panic. Uh, they came out and they extended their lead and got a pretty nice victory for them. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that game against USC just to, you know, see how far Tulane has come along playing, uh, you know, again, one of the top teams in the country that honestly had a chance to uh, to be in in the, in the top four into the last week of the season. So uh, it, it's a good test for them. And, Hopefully Tulane's offense can keep uh, producing points the way they're doing and their defense can keep playing some good solid ball. I'm in the minority. I think that the college football playoff committee got it wrong. They picked Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State. I understand the argument of you shouldn't be penalized for losing a conference championship game that someone else didn't even play in. I understand that. But my argument is, well, if Ohio State got in, which they didn't play in their conference championship game, then why shouldn't it have been Alabama, who would be favored to beat Ohio State in Vegas, who would beat Ohio State on the field, has played in a better conference, has played a tougher schedule. I just think that we had an opportunity on Sunday to reward a two-bid conference between either the Big Ten or the SEC and the fact that we chose the Big Ten over the SEC, I think, is laughable. I think Georgia's going to beat the hell out of Ohio State in the playoff, and I think the committee got it wrong. You as an Alabama fan are one of the only people who agree with me, so tell me your thoughts. Yeah, you know, I, I, I see that point, and if the committee is not going to penalize someone for losing uh, you know, uh, their conference championship, well, let's not uh, reward them either for, for winning it, but uh, you look on the Alabama's case, you know, they, they lost two games on the last play of the game, both of them on the road. But then you can also say, well, they won two games pretty much on the, their last plays of the game, too. So, it, you know, they, it was close. Uh, I think Alabama had a tough schedule in the SEC. You hear coaches say it all the time. It's tough to win no matter who you're playing. It's tough to win on the road in the SEC. And, you know, Alabama had to, you know, drop a couple of those games. But I, I see your point. I, I I would agree. I think Alabama should have went in there over Ohio, uh, Ohio State. And, uh, you know, I see TCU, number three, going in, and they lose. And, again, okay, they lost in, in overtime. 
That was the last play. But uh, they still stayed at number three. I don't know how they wouldn't have dropped at least one, but I, they can say what they want. I think that they didn't want that rematch again with Michigan and Ohio State. They were going to make sure that didn't happen. And, uh, yeah, I can see the argument where Alabama could have definitely jumped Ohio State at the end. You got Georgia against Ohio State and Michigan and TCU. Georgia's favored by about a touchdown against Ohio State. Michigan's favored by nine against TCU. I watched a lot of football Saturday. I watched a lot of football throughout the course of the season. I don't think anybody in these Final Four will even be able to remotely play with Georgia. Coach, they've got to be the head and shoulders favorite favorite going forward, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Georgia's going to be, uh, I, I think, the uh, back-to-back national champions in college football. I don't see anybody coming close to beating them. And quite frankly, I mean, if Alabama would have been four, Georgia and Alabama, that would have been uh, – a good matchup. I'd like to see that in the championship game. The Saints are playing Tampa Bay tonight. That one's out in Tampa. New Orleans is a three-point underdog. And a game that somehow holds significance. If the Saints somehow find a way to win this game, they're within striking distance, though if Tampa wins it, New Orleans is pretty much out. They would be three games back with just a handful of games left. Man, Saints are in position facing an opponent that they've had some success against. Kind of almost got to treat it like a winner, go home, throw everything in the kitchen sink at them. What are you expecting from Dennis Allen and the crew today? Uh, not much. <laughs> much like the whole season's been going. Uh, you know, and it's just like the community, even at school and all, when the Saints would be playing a Monday night game late, uh, you would see some people's Saints uh, jerseys and stuff. And uh, in the community, I know at different workplaces, uh, Saints will play on Monday night. You dress in a Saints jersey or whatever, and it seems like now people are like who cares? No, no one really cares because I think everyone knows pretty much the outcome tonight. Where uh, the way the Saints played last week, if they got to drastically turn turn things around, or uh, I, I mean, they've been having Tom Brady's number in the past, but that doesn't it, it doesn't matter if you can't score. It's going to be a, a tough night for him. I got to tell you, man, and I don't often shout out my Cowboys because I've been let down so many times, but the last three weeks, Dallas has beat Minnesota 40-3, to then they beat the Giants on Thanksgiving 28-20 despite really not playing well. Then last night, they went 54-19 to against the Colts. Man, it's not often that you see NFL teams just blasting people. I think my Cowboys are pretty good, man. Like in an NFC where there's not a whole lot of – Really good teams. I think the Cowboys are one of the big dogs, man. They're playing really well. Well, I didn't see it because I turned it off. When they got that big lead, <laughs> I wasn't watching the Cowboys win big. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. They're playing some good football. and Their defense is uh, it's tremendous. I mean, the defensive pressure they can put on opposing quarterbacks is, uh, is outstanding. And I think their run game, uh, they got their two backs that can really go. And, you know, if Dak can just – control the game and he has some weapons on offense where he can hit and that's why they uh, they're explosive at times baker mayfield got released earlier this morning would you be open to the saints kicking that tire or you do do you think he's too far gone well he'd fit right in with the saints right now because he's too far gone so probably the saints would probably take him in a heartbeat <laughs> which is uh, I, I wouldn't i wouldn't mess with it uh Hopefully they can find some other quarterback that's out there right now to uh, to buy some time if they can draft one and, and, and you know nurture him and get him ready. 
because um, but right now you know the Saints their their next year's quarterback is definitely not on that roster this year. Yep, I don't think so either, bro. Thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Yep. As Coach Brian Colley doing a great job as always. We thank him for his hospitality on Saturday. He hosted myself and several of our buddies and you know, cooking and food and camaraderie. And I mean, you will not meet a more hospitable family, anything that you need while you're there. You know, uh, cool boy. We had a great time. We want to thank them so much for that hospitality. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'll tell you my thoughts on the SEC championship game as the Tigers fall against Georgia. It's play by play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. It's the Big Finner Sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. 
With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. We start our lunchtime hour. If you're in the car driving to Chick-fil-A and Homa or going to Cherami's or Mima's or any of our amazing restaurant establishments in our community, uh, Double D, Harry's, whatever it may be, you name it, we've got your back. We support you. If you're riding out, go and get some lunch. Spend the next hour with us. Keep it right here. We're going to be talking about LSU and the Saints and W's and L's and our betting picks. We'll give that all to you. From 12 to 1. LSU fell 50 to 30 against Georgia on Saturday. There were a couple of thoughts that I would like to share from the game. A, Georgia's just head and shoulders better than LSU, right? I mean, we understand that. They were better in every phase. They were able to run the ball freely. They were able to, um, you know, they had uh, more depth. They didn't, you know, kind of fizzle out at the end of drives. They had more experience play at quarterback. They're the best team in the country, and they're the best team in the country for a reason. They were decisively better than LSU. They were the better team on Saturday. They're the best team in the country. They're going to beat the hell out of Ohio State. They're going to beat the hell out of Michigan, um, and they're going to win the second their second straight uh, national championship, barring them just lining up and playing exceptionally poorly, turning over the ball, making some uncharacteristic mistakes. That's the first thing. The second thing, and I'm going to get a lot of the negative stuff out of the way first before I get into some of the positives. How do you keep Brian Poling as your special teams coach in Baton Rouge? How how do you justify keeping him? And I don't know that he's going to be retained. I'm just saying, like, if you're Brian Kelly right now and you're sitting down making your roadmap and your plan for the future, relieving him of his special teams coaching duties like have to be number one, right? And I don't care that LSU didn't know the rule. <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. I do care that they didn't know the rule. But it's a little more justifiable because even Georgia didn't know the rule about advancing. And, and you saw that shot on the CBS broadcast of the special teams coach for Georgia saying, oh, get away, get away. go!" Like they didn't want to touch the ball either. So you understand that. But let's just start at the root of the problem. Why in the hell is LSU constantly getting kicks blocked? Why is that happening? Special teams have leaked oil and have been a hole in the boat all year. You get kicks blocked against Florida State. You've allowed returns. You've had a hard time catching kicks. You dropped a kickoff against Tennessee. You've kicked the ball out of bounds at times on kickoffs. Every single... Look, I don't buy the excuse of, oh, well, we don't have depth and we don't have talent and we don't have enough players. I don't buy that excuse whenever it's happening in every single phase of the unit. You know, if you struggle in kick coverage, 
you could say, oh yeah, 39 scholarship players were thin. You could you could justify that, right? But kicking the ball out of bounds on a kickoff routinely, unacceptable. Getting kicks blocked constantly, unacceptable. Not being able to keep the kickoff in bounds, unacceptable. Poor in coverage, unacceptable. And I just don't see a way that you could keep Coach Poling in that role. He's the recruiting coordinator, so you probably don't want to get rid of him off the staff, right? But you need to reassign him. You need him to be doing something other than what he's doing right now. Point blank, period. That's just the reality of the situation. The last kind of negative piece of news. I, and I think also Brian Kelly and the LSU team, are going to remember for a long time that cowardly two-point conversion that Georgia attempted in the fourth quarter on Saturday. They score a touchdown to go up 48-23. to The game is long over. They line up and say, that hey, we're going for two. Which is, I'm thinking of a word that comes after chicken that I could say here on the air, but I can't say, or that I would love to say on the air, but can't. So I'll just stick to cowardly. And then it's another thing. Okay, if you want to just run a two-point conversion, run a dive up the middle or whatever, yeah, okay. It's still Bush League, but okay. Oh, you try like this double pass and like a trick play. I got you, Kirby. I got you. Because guess what, bro? And this segues perfectly into the the positive stuff. In a few years, when LSU doesn't have a depleted roster, whenever they fully refilled the cupboard, we're going to remember that one. Kirby, you ain't going to always be number one in the sport, bro. You're in a good cycle right now. You got things rolling, and you're about to win your second straight national championship. Next year, when you don't have a 75-year-old quarterback who's been in Georgia since before the Great Depression, come see me. Next year, when you lose a bunch of your offense and defensive linemen to the draft again, and you start after replacing your assistant coaches and get into that Alabama cycle, come see me. That was a cowardly two-point conversion. It's a two-point conversion that Georgia is going to have to pay for in the future. Be it against LSU, be it against somebody else. You treat people poorly, they reciprocate that energy at some point. You're the big bully right now. You're number one in the country. You're the big dog. You're going to have to pay that back soon. And LSU's going to remember that one for a long time. On the positive end of it, LSU had every reason to quit on Saturday. You're controlling the first quarter. Have a field goal get blocked, and instead of it being three points for you and a 3 nothing lead and starting the game off right, they run it back for a touchdown, and you're losing 7 nothing. You're moving the ball. Ball hits off of your receiver's helmet, pops up in the air, turns into an interception. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Your quarterback, who's the heart and soul, blood and guts of your team, goes out injured. Your backup comes in, and he's... Slinging darts, playing well. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong, but the Tigers kept fighting. They get a stop to start the third quarter, go down the field and score. Get another stop and are driving down the field again. Don't score in fourth and inches. 
Georgia then gra- re-grabs control of the game. In the fourth quarter, after that two-point conversion situation, you go down the field again. Jare Jenkins scores from Nussmeyer. LSU didn't quit. And Brian Kelly told his team after the game, this was our starting point. We're building the foundation. We're going to be back here, and we're going to beat their ass the next time that we're back here. You've got a full recruiting class coming in. You're going to hit the portal again. You're not losing as many players this offseason as last. You're not losing a whole lot of players at all. This is a starting point. The final destination is not going to be losing 50-30. to The next time LSU's here, I think it'll be a little bit of a different result. And then on top of that, you learn something. Your backup quarterback is pretty damn good. <laughs> LSU is so concerned about their quarterback situation. I think they've got three dudes who could play. Daniels was good on Saturday, couldn't run, but he showed, hey, 16 of 24, 208, touchdown and an interception. We'll take that. Nuss comes in, and he's just, hey, to hell with it. I'm slinging it down the field, making things happen. 15 of 27, 294, two touchdowns and a pick. He looked great. So a lot of the concerns from the LSU fans were, man, well, what if Jaden Daniels goes pro? What happens next? I know what happens next. You have Nusser, Walker, Howard, and both are going to be good. <laughs> so the LSU quarterback room shined bright. You passed for 502 yards on Saturday. 500 yards you got through the air against Georgia. That's impressive as hell, man. That's a great showing from the LSU quarterbacks. So at the end of the day, you lose and it sucks. LSU is not a program that does moral victories, right? Every time you lose, it sucks. But there are some positives that you could take in knowing that while there is still a little bit of water in the boat, the boat unquestionably now is sailing in the right direction. You're facing Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. I don't know who's going to be available, who's not going to be available, who's going to opt out, who's not going to opt out. I think LSU is going to beat Purdue badly. I watched Purdue play several times. I don't think they could compete. And I think LSU is going to end their season on a strong note, which is really, if you could get to 10-4, and four, that's about all you could ask going into the offseason. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Saints. They're facing Tampa. Maybe talk about some other things that we saw in the NFL yesterday. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Want a freezy, easy-go gas golf cart? Golden Motors will be giving away a brand-new golf cart to anyone who buys a new or pre-owned vehicle during the months of November 1st through January 31st. Buy your next new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collection of Silverados, Equinox, Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cutoff, call 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. 
Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. This song will play before the New Orleans Saints game. They're taking on Tampa tonight in Tampa. Monday night football, the Bucs are 5-6, and six, the Saints are 4-8. and eight. This is an absolute must-win for New Orleans. If you win today, you're 5-8, and eight, they're 5-7, and seven. you're going into your bye, like you have a legitimate shot to maybe get back into this thing somehow. You lose, they're 6-6, six six, you're 4-9. They've got the tiebreaker. They beat you twice, you're out. So for the Saints fan that wants to look at it glass half full, if there's anybody left amongst you that wants to look at it glass half full, you absolutely, positively, no questions asked, no other way to sugarcoat it, no other way to explain it, you have to win tonight. And from the Tampa perspective, If you win tonight, you've got the division by the throat. So the fate of the NFC South is going to be decided tonight in Tampa. It's a favorable matchup for New Orleans, right? The Saints' defense, historically, has given Tampa hell. It was 20-10 to 
last time. The Saints were leading that game for a long time. They were leading it 3 nothing at half. Tampa's offense wasn't going anywhere. The Bucs get a field goal and then grab control in the fourth quarter. But that one was a close game for a long time, and, and they gave Brady problems there. So for New Orleans, you're in a spot where I don't know how much gas is in the tank. I don't know how many gallons the tank even holds this year, but it's not altogether a high-powered engine, right? But whatever it is, you're emptying the tank tonight. If you got a trick play that we hadn't seen, you're emptying the tank tonight. If there's some gizmo with Taysom Hill where you put him at slot receiver and throw a backwards pass to him and then he throws the ball down the field, you're showing us that play tonight. Because if you're New Orleans and you lose tonight, your season is over. Even if you win tonight, you still got a little bit of a ground to catch up, but you close a lot of that distance. You lose tonight, you're done, period. Point blank in the story, it is over. So be curious to see if the Saints play with that urgency. This is an opportunity for Dennis Allen to show that he deserves a second year. If you go out and you're playing with your hair on fire, and your guys are playing with that urgency and are playing and treating it like a playoff game and are executing and are playing well, then maybe that argument could be made, oh, it's just injuries and needs a little more time. I still don't buy that. But maybe that argument could be made. But if you go on out tonight and it's just same old, same old, yeah, probably in January we'll have to revisit you being the coach of this team. Tampa's a three-point favorite over under 41. I don't think either team will be able to score on the other. I'm telling you right now, my first pick is under 41. The first matchup was 20 to 10, and Tampa only even got to 20 because the Saints defense kind of gave up after the Lattimore rejection. Speaking of Marshawn Lattimore, he's listed as questionable tonight for the matchup with the Bucs. You knew he would be trying to get back into the lineup to face Tampa. He's been out for a long time with some injuries. He's listed as questionable tonight with an abdomen injury. If he's able to go, obviously it helps the New Orleans defense immensely. If he's not able to go, it kind of creates a hole there where Tampa can maybe take advantage. Some keys for the game. Can New Orleans get that same pressure on Brady? New Orleans has done a unique job of getting a bull rush right in Tom's face that causes him to either get sacked or get the ball out super quick. Brady don't like defenders in his face, at his feet. He don't like that. He's not comfortable with that. New Orleans has done a better job of anyone in the NFL since he's been in Tampa of making that pocket uncomfortable. Can you do that again? If the answer is yes, Tampa's not going to score a whole lot, if at all. Next question that you've got to answer is on the flip side to that. Can New Orleans not self-destruct? Can they not turn it over a million times? If you get to the 50 and the drive stalls and you got a punt, to hell with it. That's okay. Punt the ball. But if the drive stalls and it's third and 13, what you can't have happen is a missed assignment up front and Dalton gets sacked and the ball comes out or (laughs) Dalton tries to press it into coverage and it gets intercepted. You can't have any of those mistakes. And I think another key and I hate to point out and single out one player, 
Can you get something in special teams, a return, a punt, you know, a punt return, a kickoff return? This Raheem Shahid guy who's become such a big part of what New Orleans has done here in the last couple of weeks, but he's had some big returns and he's had some big catches. Can he get one today to either set up a shorter field, flip the field, or maybe even bust it for a score and get you an easy one, a cheap one? If New Orleans could get a few of those things, you're going to be in the game. But if you self-destruct and commit penalties and then your defensive line kind of breaks down, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. So that's what I'm paying attention to tonight as I'm watching the Saints take on Tampa. Can New Orleans just not be part of the opponent, right? If all you got to do is beat Tampa, that's not that intimidating of a job. Because Tampa's 5-6, and six, they're not playing well. If all you've got to do is line up and beat Tampa, that's not mission impossible. But if you got to line up and beat Tampa and beat the three interceptions that you throw and beat the 12 penalties that you commit and beat the busted coverage that allows Mike Evans to get down the field for a touchdown, if you got to beat Tampa and then all of your own mistakes, you ain't winning. You ain't winning the same way that you lost to Carolina, the same way that you lost to whoever, whatever of the eight losses you want to talk about. You ain't winning if you've got to overcome that stuff. So that one would be at 7.15 on ESPN. Would be remiss if I didn't shout out Joe Burrow of LSU lore. The Cincinnati Bengals got a huge win yesterday, man. Just a big, big win. They improved to 8-4. and four. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24. Joe Burrow is the only player in the NFL since Patrick Mahomes' career started to beat Mahomes head up three straight times. Brady's the only other player in the league to beat him three times, period, but never did it three times. Burrow and the Bengals have beaten the Chiefs three times in a row. And I think we get lost and, and caught up in the hoopla of Buffalo and Kansas City, Buffalo, Kansas City, Buffalo, Kansas City. And we forget that the reigning AFC champion is right up under our nose in Cincinnati. And oh yeah, after a slow start to the year, they start 0-2 and people are talking about Super Bowl hangover and then they lose to the Ravens. They're 2-3. They barely beat the Saints. They could have been 2-4, and but they squeaked by that one. And you're hearing all the garbage. And I even talked about this on the show about a month and a half, two months ago. All the idiots who were saying, oh, Joe Burrow's regressing and he's a one-hit wonder and he can't do this, he can't do that. He now may be the favorite for the MVP. 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and was tremendous yesterday against Kansas City. You tell the guy he can't do something, he smiles and does it in your face and does it better than what you ever thought that it could be done. Second in the NFL in yards, second in the NFL in touchdowns. He's 11th in QBR. He has been amazing, still without a very good offensive line, mind you, and yesterday without Joe Mixon in the lineup. Joe Burrow continues to accomplish things that people didn't think were accomplishable. That's not a word, but I just made it a word for the Cincinnati Bengals. They're a player in the AFC. They're a team that no one's going to want to face in the AFC playoffs because of the Knowledge and understanding that when you face this dude in sudden death, winner, go home, he ain't going to want to go home, and you're going to have to physically and forcibly knock him out. 
So Cincinnati really made an impression yesterday. Another team that made an impression were the 49ers. They lose Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think is going to end up being a big hindrance, but it didn't bother them yesterday. But as a rookie seventh-round pick, Purdy comes into the game. He plays well. Two touchdowns, one interception, 210 yards. Brock Purdy from Iowa State did some really good things. So the 49ers shined and played super well, and it was good to see. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll give you our W's and L's here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's the big finish sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app. 
for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries will offer new and renewal commercial fishing licenses and boat registration transactions here in Berg for three days only, December 12th, 13th, and 14th at 468 Texas Gulf Road. Save yourself a trip to Baton Rouge. Bring your personal check, cashier's check, money order, or cash December 12th, 13th, or 14th here in Berg for the new or renewal of your commercial fishing license and boat registration. Get all the details at wlf.louisiana.gov or call 225-765-2898. Hi, this is Tessie with Southland Dodge. We are all so thankful for your continued support of our dealership. And we would like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season and also a great new year. From all of us at Southland Dodge in Homa, Louisiana. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We've got about, oh, 20, 25 minutes left to spend with you all, so we'll make those 20, 25 minutes count. We'll start out by handing out our W's and L's. It's a busy weekend. Hope everybody enjoyed the weekend. But the first W that we hand out got to be, how could it be anything other than this? It's got to be the two-lane green wave. Tulane goes to the Cotton Bowl after winning the American Athletic Conference Championship game against Central Florida. It's a program that won two games a year ago. Two games. And now they're like in the top 15 or whatever nationally, playing exceptionally well. Kudos to Coach Fritz. Kudos to those players for riding it out, making the improvements, and doing what they had to do. It's awesome to see them making those strides. They get our first W. Our first L goes to Matt Ryan. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I took pride and joy in seeing this. But if I were not a Cowboys fan, the fourth quarter of last night's game between Dallas and Indianapolis would have been painful to watch. Matt Ryan must have turned over the ball three, four possessions in a row. 
dropping back. He can't move. He's got cement for legs. He can't move. Throwing the ball straight to defenders. And look, Chris Collinsworth was even talking about it on the broadcast. He was terrified to get hit. So Dallas early in the game was bringing some pressure. And they got to him a few times. They hit him. They sacked him. They got to him a few times. Then after that, y'all, he just got happy feet. There were times where he was anticipating the rush. The rush didn't even get through, and he's just quickly rushing and throwing a you know, quick pass at somebody's feet. And he was just anticipating, turning it over like a bakery. And they lost the fourth quarter 33 to nothing. 33 to nothing. They lost the fourth quarter to Dallas. And it wasn't because of this big explosion from Prescott or the Cowboys' offense. It was, it was because Matt Ryan was turning it over every single time he touched the ball. And I talked openly on this show, right? I thought it was a mistake when they benched him. I thought it was a mistake when they fired Frank Wright. But after watching that, I could see where in a vacuum you would say as an organization... Yeah, we probably should try something else, right? Because at 37, giving me that, what I just saw last night, yeah, I don't want much more of that. I don't want much more of that. I want something younger. I want something a little more athletic. That was painful and brutal to see. He just can't do anything anymore. And there was a social media debate last night about this, and I actually tend to agree with it. A lot of folks were saying that's what it would have looked like had Drew Brees ever left the Saints and went somewhere else. Wouldn't have been able to rekindle the magic. The arm power wasn't there. Wouldn't have had that same knowledge of the offense. And he would have just gotten beat up. And that's what we're seeing with Matt Ryan right now. A W goes to Justin Verlander, the longtime prominent pitcher, signed an $80-plus million deal today to go to the New York Mets. $80-plus million deal is impressive in and of itself. It's only a two-year deal. He's getting $40-plus million a year. Look, he earned it. He's incredible. He's still incredible. He had an awesome season. But the Mets are investing big in a guy who's now like in his 40s and are trusting that he's going to stay at that high level. It's a little bit of a risk. But Verlander cashes out big, and it's going to end up hurting the Astros trying to replace that. A weekend, L goes to USC. Friday after the game at Patterson, you know, you're rushing home to go watch the end of the USC game. And all you're seeing is a team getting their butts handed to them up front. Utah dominated at the line of scrimmage against USC. They were running it, running it, running it some more, running it right at them, sacking Caleb Williams. It was a butt whooping where Utah just physically mutilated USC They had one 100-yard rusher, almost had a second 100-yard rusher. As a team rushed for 6.4 yards per carry, they were hitting Caleb Williams, making him uncomfortable, making the pocket uh, convoluted and having a lot of guys in his face, and USC got hammered. Hammered. And it left me wondering, watching it, my God, what would have happened if this team would have played Georgia? Talk about nasty. Talk about a team losing badly, getting humiliated on a national stage. Lincoln Riley had that happen to him once, right? When Oklahoma made the playoff and LSU beat him 63 to 28. 
That's what would have happened again, Bubba. Had USC gotten the opportunity to face Georgia, that would have been bad. The Georgia offense and defensive lines against that, that would have been bad. And this is where Lincoln Riley has to evolve. He's a young guy. He may do it. He may run the sport for the next 20 years for all I know. I have my doubts and reservations about that, but he's young enough. He deserves the benefit of the doubt to an extent. He needs to focus more on his defense. He needs to focus more at the line of scrimmage. At Oklahoma, his teams were never good up front, and when they would face powerful physical teams, they would get their ass kicked up front. Teams would run it down their throat all game long and would beat them bad. Your USC... You could play that spread them out flag football against Oregon State. You could play that against Cal Berkeley. You could play that against Arizona because those teams are just as soft as you are, right? But you're USC. You're about to move to the Big Ten. If you try to pull that crap of playing seven-on-seven football out there, when you're playing a road game at Purdue in October, November, when it's snowing and sleeting... When you're playing a road game at Ohio State, when you're playing a road game anywhere at Wisconsin, you think those Wisconsin boys are going to be afraid to hit? They love hitting. So USC is going to have to change their style. When they go into the Big Ten, which is a conference known for its physicality, they're going to get chased out. Because every week you're going to be facing a team that's like Utah. Right now in the Pac-12, the only team that really bothers them, the only team that really gives them trouble is Utah because Utah plays that physical, intense style. You're about to be going into a league where everybody's Utah and everybody plays the same way, and Lincoln Riley's going to have to evolve with that. A weekend W goes to Joe Burrow. He may be the best quarterback in the NFL. We talk about Mahomes, we talk about Josh Allen, we talk about this one, we talk about that one, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, whatever it may be. Joe Burrow may be the best quarterback in the NFL. The dude just consistently wins. Faced a third and 11 yesterday where if you get the first down, you win. If not, you punt. Mahomes probably goes down the field and scores and beats you. They converted the third and 11. Burrow doesn't have a whole lot of support. His offensive line still is not very good. It doesn't bother him. They're 8-4. and four. They're playing the, some of the best football in the entire NFL Joe Burrow never ceases to amaze us. It's awesome to see what uh, what he could do. And L goes to the NFL rules. I'm tired of seeing ties, bro. We got to fix that. I'm tired of seeing games end in a tie. 10 minutes overtime just ain't working. It ain't working. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't happening for me. Um, Either got to make it longer, make it sudden death. I, I don't know what the fix is. But watching a good football game between the Commanders and the Giants end in a 20-all tie, something just ain't right about that. And it wasn't the first tie that we had this season. I don't like the new overtime. I would want to fix it. Uh, we got to do something better. A W goes to the Eagles, man, because I'm over here puffing my chest out about the Cowboys. The Eagles played exceptional yesterday. They blasted Tennessee. Got a decisive victory over the Titans, 35-10. to 10. That's a Titans team that's not easy to blow out because they want to control the ball, control the clock, control time of possession. The Eagles weren't having any of it. Jalen Hurts, 29 of 39, 380 for three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Hurts, I give credit to Hurts, right? You guys who listen to the show regularly know I'm not big on the running quarterback, right? 
Lamar Jackson, oh, go figure. He got hurt again yesterday, right? So now he's going to be limping around the rest of the season. He's not going to want to run. He's not going to be effective for the rest of the year. Um, and and it's, it's repetitive because it happens every year. He runs a lot, gets nicked up. Then now he doesn't want to run, and he's got to throw, and the offense tanks. And Same story every year. Hertz understood that to take that next step and not just be the team that goes 10-7 and seven and makes the playoffs barely and loses the first game every year, he had to become more proficient as a passer, and he did it. He did it. He is routinely now going 300 yards, protecting the ball, and doing an excellent job. Quite frankly, proving me and a lot of his naysayers wrong. He was terrific yesterday, and he and the Eagles earn the weekend W that they get. And L goes to the Chargers, man. I'm, I, I like Justin Herbert. I like the Chargers. I like their foundation. I like their future. It's becoming hard when you watch Joe Burrow win with not a lot of help to justify why Justin Herbert's not doing the same. You've got Austin Eckley. You got Keenan Allen. You got weapons. Right? You got weapons and you got a defensive coach. Why do you continue to have these bad losses? Losing to Vegas yesterday was not a good loss. The Chargers are now six and six. They're probably going to fire their coach. They're going to be in the running for the Sean Payton sweepstakes, everything in between. A W goes to the Detroit Football Lions, man. The Lions are playing some good ball coming home under Dan Campbell. Yesterday they blasted Jacksonville 40 to 14. The Lions are 5-7. and seven. Jared Goff, 31 of 41, 340 and two scores. Detroit started off the year kind of gagging away some games, right? They lost some fluke games. Lost to the Eagles in the opener by three. They kind of gagged it away. Lost on the buzzer to the Vikings. Lost close late to the Dolphins. Kind of kicked it away on Thanksgiving. If they would have won that Thanksgiving Day game, y'all, they would have won five in a row. They won four out of five. They beat Green Bay, they beat Chicago, beat the Giants on the road, and then yesterday put it on Jacksonville 40-14. to So this is a team that if they some kind of way, I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're a little too far out. But if they some kind of way could piece it together, I don't know that I'm altogether eager about facing them, man. Weekend L goes to the Dr. Pepper Competition Committee. I give them an L, though I concede up front that they eventually got it right and awarded both competitors a $100,000 scholarship grant. But in the SEC championship game, there were two players throwing the football into the little, you know, barrels or whatever you want to call them. And after the minute or however long they do it, it ended in a tie. Then... We have a 15-second overtime period where it ended in a tie again, but for some reason we decided, oh, uh, you, you win. The other one loses. And no one understood why. I was watching live. It ended in a tie. Like, what are we doing? So they hand the check to the person. The other girl's kind of upset, whatever. Then they announce in the middle of the third or fourth quarter, oh, they're going to both win $100,000. We ruled that it was a tie. No, No kidding, right? It ended in a tie. So they get an L just on the sheer premise of, why did we need instant replay on a, a halftime contest? Just get it right originally. You're a billion-dollar company. Get it right originally. 
Weekend W goes to Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers. He had a 50-piece on over the weekend, 50-plus points for the Lakers, who, boy, the Lakers aren't a joke anymore. I don't hear any Pelican fans bellyaching about, oh, we're going to get the number one pick, her, her, her. The Lakers are 10-12. and 12. They're approaching 500. They're going to make the playoffs. That's not even going to be a lottery pick what New Orleans is going to be getting from the Lakers. They're playing exceedingly well, and Anthony Davis is a big reason why um, he is catapulting himself into the MVP conversation. He's averaging 28.6 points, 12.8 rebounds per game. His last two games were a 44-point and 10-rebound effort against the Bucks, which was a win, and a 55-point, 17-rebound effort against the Wizards, two games that the Lakers won. Look, we want to make fun of them when they're not playing well, and we have a lot of fun with them on this show, but Anthony Davis is playing like a dog right now. He is balling out of control. Weekend L goes to North Carolina basketball. My Tar Heels were the number one team in the country to start the year. They're not even ranked anymore. North Carolina has been on a putrid start to the season, just losing to everybody. And it makes me nervous, right? You're replacing Roy Williams with Hubert Davis, who at the time I didn't think was going to be the right fit. And then last year, ah, you got a talented team and you don't play well and you get the eighth seed and... And everybody forgot about that, right? Because they get into the tournament and they win and they go to the national championship game. And it kind of erased the fact that all year long last year, yeah, you weren't all that good and you probably should have been. Then this year, yeah, you lost four in a row. You're not even ranked anymore. And you got everybody back from a team that was the national runners-up. North Carolina basketball gets an L. They should be playing at a much higher level than they are. The last W goes to Jose Alvarado of the Pelicans, who was dynamic yesterday against Denver, scoring 30-plus points off the bench and reigning three-pointers. I love the way Alvarado plays. I love the effort and intensity with which he plays. Um, That dude's special, man. He's just got that little it. He's not the most talented. He's not the most explosive. He's not the fastest, but he's going to give you everything that he's got. Alvarado made eight three-pointers and had 38 points in New Orleans as 121-106 win over Denver. The Pels are 15-8 and eight and very quietly have played exceptional basketball lately, so we're super excited to see that. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll give you our betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. As the holiday season is upon us, we find ourselves reflecting on the past year and those who have helped to shape our business. We hope that this year has been just as memorable for you. We look forward to working with you. Happy holidays from Coastal Casualty Insurance. During this holiday season, our thoughts turn gracefully to those who have made our progress possible. And in this spirit, we say sincerely thank you and best wishes for the holiday season and a happy new year from everyone at Ashley Barrios State Farm Insurance. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. 
This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Our focus is to get you back to work, Louisiana. I'm Sine Villavaso. Coming to our office, we have the resources and services you need. The people who work here have the passion to do the work. One thing we want them to know is that they matter. There is a great need here in the city of New Orleans. One of the things that we're trying to do here is provide opportunities. We're ready to get the citizens of New Orleans back to work. Find out how the Louisiana Workforce Commission can help you at laworks.net. Steel outdoor power tools may be hard to wrap, but once they get open, you'll see why steel is so easy to give. Find the right gift this year with battery power made by steel. From mowers and blowers to trimmers and chainsaws, our AK homeowner system of battery tools starts at just $199.99. Shop now by visiting your local steel dealer or going to steelusa.com slash gift guide. Real steel. Find yours. All prices MSRP available for participating dealers while supplies last. The team at Calvin Braxton Ford wishes you peace, joy, and prosperity throughout the coming year. Thank you for your continued support and partnership. We look forward to working with you for many years to come. Happy holidays from the staff at Calvin Braxton Ford and Lockport. Welcome back to Play by Play. One more segment to go. Three, four minutes for me to tell you our picks. Um, I'm not touching the line. Tampa Bay's favored by three against New Orleans. That feels about right to me. I think Tampa's going to win, but I don't trust them enough to win to uh, lay anything on it. I do like um, under 41 and a half in the game. I think that it's going to be a struggle. I don't think either team will be able to consistently score on the other. So I like under 41 and a half. I think that's too many. <laughs> and then I also like um, under 25 and a half completions for Tom Brady. That's a lot, man. To think that he's going to get 26 completions, that's a lot. <laughs> that's an awful lot. Um, I don't know that he's going to have time to throw. And, yeah, I don't know, 26 just feels like a lot. So I like the under in that one. We go to the NBA, and I could tell you that tonight, with James Harden back in the lineup, likely for Philadelphia. I like the 76ers minus eight over Houston, who's terrible. I also like over 221.5 in that game. I like, let's see, also in the NBA, I'll go Memphis minus 1.5 over Miami tonight at home. And then I also like uh, the last one here on the list. Uh, let's go over 216.5 for the Hornets and the Clippers. So we give you a little lanyap, some extra games to pick from. And hopefully they turn into some winners. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Thanks to Coach Kyle. Tomorrow we'll have Stan. We'll have some coaches on throughout the course of the week. We want to thank our sponsors before wrapping up. The Blue Boot Foundation. Vince RV located on Highway 90 in Booty. Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Looking out the window, it's damp, it's soggy, it's actually raining a little bit here in La Rose. If you're on the roads, please be safe. Um, but other than that, I'm done. I have a wonderful rest of the day. We'll be continuing to talk about high school basketball throughout the course of the week. And another fun thing that we're going to be doing here is I'm going to give you 
um, my pick on every single bowl game. There's a zillion of them. I'm going to give you my picks and my thoughts on all of them. I know there are bowl pick em games and bowl competitions. I'm going to give you my thoughts on every single bowl game, and that'll be happening throughout the next couple of weeks. So I'm out. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks for listening. This will be uploaded in the archives in just a second. God bless you guys. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.